The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at Cigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic, Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single-barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box if a brigade member buys a set cigars, coffee, and whiskey. Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twitter. I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. We are live. It is a Monday. What is up, boys and girls in the brigade? Thanks for being here. Another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapin, the book map brought the Bostonian live on YouTube, live on Twitter, replay on Sirius XM channel 159 and on sports grid TV each and every single night, late night for the book last night. How are you feeling, sir, on a Monday after a late night, Sunday night? I feel like caca. <laughs> I'm dead tired. I'm exhausted. Just too many people. Listen, everybody watching the show. Thank you very much. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All my Pittsburgh people, you've been here all weekend. Got to see a nice win. It was a lot of fun. Want to thank uh, Mitch and uh, and James for hooking me up with a ticket. I got to go. Had some great seats right next to the Roonies. I mean, literally right next to the Roonies and Omar, the Steelers GM, were sitting two feet away from me. Mel Blunt, Hall of Famer, right there. It was awesome. Go home, all of you. Go home. <laughs> It's been a long weekend. I'm tired as could be. There's something in the air. I can't stop sneezing. Agreed. What the hell is happening right now, Piro? I don't know. Madeline woke up this morning and she couldn't like, she sounded like she had like a something stuck on her nose. She sounded so congested. It was. Brutal. Oh my. I, I sneezed yesterday. Good. I sneezed like 10 times straight. I have no idea what's going on. It's the fall. We've begun the fun times here in the fall. Spring, horrible. Fall, horrible. So if you hear one of us sneeze today, that's why, because it's just over <laughs> on sneezes for me today during the show over on hat changes. Oh, we got so many things to talk about. It's that time of year. Last week of baseball season, week three of NFL. Oh, by the way, the college slate was ridiculously good on Saturday. And then we got Benson coming. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Benson will be here from Circus Sports in like about five minutes to talk about the carnage in Circus Survivor. Oh. But let, let's start talking about Steelers Raiders here at the top. Yeah. Overall, so was that your first game in a suite for the Raiders? 
First game in a suite here in Las Vegas. Yes. Not my first game ever in a suite. Right. First game at Allegiant in a Allegiant. suite. Allegiant. Yes. yes. What did you think? Oh, it's it's top notch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty nice. The only time I've been to Allegiant before this was for UNLV games. Yes, right. There's 10,000 people total in the building. Like you yeah. can sit wherever you want. There's a lot of – everything's open. It's like, you know, it was loud as could be in there last night. There were so many people in there last night. It was packed. Um, the tailgating outside was interesting to walk around and take uh, just in a little bit. Like, Was that your first time? I've never seen it like that here. I mean, the UNLV games, there's nobody. To, to no, just go yeah, to the games. games just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, I, I disagree. Some people were, were, were walking around saying, show me a better tailgate in the NFL than what we have here in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, whoa, come on. I was like, guys, I was like, you haven't been around. Like we have a decent one. I like it. I would say the one difference between a Raider tailgate and a other team tailgate is that there are so many people from other parts of the country here, that, here. It's, oh. it's it's different than like when you go to like a Steeler game or a Patriot game, oh. like everyone's from Pittsburgh, everyone's from Boston, like they're all for or New England. It's just here. It's they're from California. They're from Arizona. They're from Utah. They're from all over the place coming, coming in to what to watch the game. So that's the cool part of our tailgate. But I wouldn't say it's, you know, I've been to a bunch. It's good. It's not the best I've been to. No, I don't. I, don't, I mean, it's unique mm-hmm. in that regard. There's not a lot of spaces. There's not, I mean, it's 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 right around the stadium. Like when you go to other places, it's spread out. It's spread out. It's big. There's more. It's quantity-wise, there's more. And it's definitely more hometown. I mean, there was a lot. I felt like I was in Pittsburgh yesterday, walking around that building, being in the game, all the terrible towels. I didn't bring mine. And JC from KC, I did not put Steeler stuff on because I figured everybody was going to be wearing Steeler stuff. Fair. I was right. So I just had a, a, a T-shirt on and a hat. I dropped the ball because I should have had a BVB hat on. I, I completely blew that. But No, it's not. I mean, you're going to a game. Yeah, but it was a little bit of a photo opportunity. I met a bunch of people that either listen to the show, watch the show, enjoy the clips, all that other stuff. Follow us. They follow the show at Boston versus the book on the Twitter or mm. on the YouTube. It's great. Like, there's a lot of people that – you have no idea that are watching that are watching. And then mm-hmm. they, you know, say things like, Hey, I saw that clip with Adam. He's right about mascots, not wearing pants. It's a weird thing. I never thought of. And I was like, he is right. You know, yeah. and it's never thought of a conversation. He's a hundred percent. He's a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> All right. Benson's in the back. So we're going to get him up here here in just one second. Okay. Just want to get the Josh McDaniels story out of the way. And then we'll get to the rest of the NFL slate from week three. What was that? I mean, his explanation still. It, look, I, I was on Can the Raiders. Play sound on the show? Are we able to do that yet? Or, or we, we have to. We don't have the rights to it. Okay, I, yeah, we have to go uh, get it ourselves. But yes, yeah. we can. We can play sound on the show, but we can't play somebody else's video because that's stealing. Okay. And well, my guy Jared Payton, his video with Taylor Swift is being stolen by. It's up to 13 million views as of this morning, yeah. and ever and no one's crediting him. So like. Come on, got that guy shot the video, he, the video of Taylor and Travis Kelsey walking out together. So, which but, was weird. We'll, we'll discuss that. Yeah, after. we'll discuss that later. Yeah, that that was that was crazy. I, I don't understand this. Okay, so you, it's fourth down. You're down by eight. Yes, it's fourth and four. Yes, two and a half to play. Three timeouts and the two minute warning left. Correct. I guess you can figure it out. I guess you could say that that hey, we have to score twice to win. That was his point after the game. 
that you must have the ball. I need two possessions to win the game. I'm trying to win the game there, not try to tie the game there. But at home, don't you always play for the tie? Go to overtime, fourth and four. Don't you always go for that right in that spot? I don't know what you always do. But like Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. Okay. And if you're playing to win a game, I mean, if you're going to take three, you just should have left the field goal on the board with four and a half minutes to go, right? And and not accept the penalty. And then try to stop them and you had more time and they could get a first down and you could still get the ball back. Like, so you took the points off the board because you wanted to tie the game. Then you couldn't tie the game. So you kicked the field goal, hoping to stop them and then come and win the game. It made, I don't know. Uh, believe me, I'm not, uh, I don't have a master's in statistics and probability and all that other stuff. But when you're watching, I'm in the building. I'm literally five feet away from the Steelers brass in the box next to me. And that's not a humble brag. It just was coincidence. That's where the yep. box was. Right. And I'm watching them and they're like, what is he doing? Like, what? what <laughs> they are sitting there. Cause I was wondering, I'm sitting with people who got big money on the total. And they're like, what is he doing? Under or over? Doing? The one guy, one guy had over one guy had under. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Different denominations. Okay. And I was like, oh, man. And the guy that had the under, I believe, had under 40 and a half. And he was like, I don't understand what he's doing. If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose on a touchdown. But you're going to lose because he's kicking a field goal. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I honestly, I have no idea. Like, how did it play at home? Did anybody on the broadcast question it? Oh, yeah. Because oh, in yeah. the building, there were Raider fans that were ready to charge the field. Yeah, they were trying to explain it on the broadcast as to what the philosophy was. Three timeouts, two-minute warning, get it down to five, get the ball back, and then try to, in some form or fashion, go down there and score a game-winning touchdown. Ah, look, he didn't explain it well. McDaniels, after the game, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. In real time, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And all you got to know is... The in-game number was minus 450 on Pittsburgh before the field goal. It was minus 1,000 after. Right. I mean, the, the books just said, game over. Right. Like, the probability people, the stat people all looked at it and said, whoop, that was a dumb move. Game over. Steelers win. So, to give you an idea of what the books thought of the decision. Yeah. Not uh, exactly. They, they weren't exactly in favor of it, to put it that way. They, it was not exactly, exactly a great, a great decision or a great move. All right, let's get to our guy, Jeffrey Benson. He is going to be on audio only on this here for us. We'd like to throw this little picture up when we talk to our friend, Jeffrey Benson here on the Boston versus the book, Jeffrey, Matt and Dave, how are you? Welcome back to BVB. Good. Thanks for having me on boys. Good to hear you, Jeffrey. Uh, do me a favor when you're talking, hold that microphone so it doesn't bounce against your chest because of that big chest you have with the, uh, it, when it bounces. We want to make sure everybody hears you clearly. No worries. I got the headphones in. I'm all good. Perfect. Go. You sound awesome. So first question, obviously, how does it feel to be back after your brief, you know, not being with Circus Sports? Because I got to tell you, I mean, sorry, Will. My fucking phone was blowing up because they were like, hey, what happened to Benson? Benson's not with Circa anymore. What happened to Benson? Jeffrey, welcome back. What was it like uh, over the weekend? Well, it was uh, it was a trying time, but uh, the uh, 
the departure was short. I guess the ink didn't really dry that well on my uh, my resignation letter that I that I tendered on Friday and uh, left on Mr. Stevens' desk. So back at it uh, and ready to go. And uh, I got a call this morning, a funny story for the listeners. Uh, got a call this morning from our chief compliance officer. I said, good morning. How's it going? How can I help you? She goes, I just wanted to check your status of employment with the company. Oh, no. Because the gaming control board just called and they saw what your tweet was and they weren't able to decipher it. I said, well, you know, sar- sarcasm is, is hard to cut through nowadays. <laughs> did you know? I mean, obviously you knew you were going to ruffle some feathers, but did you realize that people, because I got it and I sent it to Dave before the the third and the fourth and the fifth tweet that you lied, laid down on the thread. I just took the first one and wrote to Dave and said, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Did you know that was going to happen? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I, I am an asshole. So I <laughs> curated the tweet perfectly that there was nothing you could find in the first tweet that yep. would allow you to think that I was kidding. And it's amazing when you put one of five that people just simply don't read two, three, four, and five. Yeah, this is. Fine. I've learned this from a lot of my story time from the book tweets um, and threads. They read that first one and make a snap judgment. So that was well done on your part. Congratulations on setting um, Twitter now X that I won't call X on fire and lighting up my texts and DMs as well, saying, and my responses were pretty simple, Jeffrey. I said, "Are you kidding me?" That kid ain't going nowhere, please. <laughs> they, and then what was your response to me? Do you remember what you sent me to text on Friday night? Do you remember what you said? I ain't I fucking have? leaving. <laughs> Tell him again, Jeffrey. I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> Thank you. God, I'm going to have to carry me out in a body bag. A body bag they'd have to carry him out. And that's what exactly was the text to me. It made me laugh out loud. And I sent that specifically to one person who seriously questioned that you were no longer there. I said, in September, like earth, wind and fire said, do you remember it's <laughs> September? He ain't leaving now. He's just getting started. Well, wait, who's not getting started is the Mets. Ooh, Jeffrey, are what? you aware that Mets. the Mets got eliminated from postseason um, competition over the weekend? Were you aware of that? I'm aware, you know, I got trolled hard for two months. Uh, you know, point sucks. And his boys thought they were, uh, yeah. They were stealing from us. Like the, uh, the result was already known and well, you know, Mets brass and ownership didn't think the same way. They, uh, continued to sell off at the deadline, continue to lose games. Our prices continued to, to widen. Um, mm. and yeah, you know, we, uh, we ended up doing okay to it. So, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I had fun with it. Uh, no harm, no foul, no harm, no foul. back in business, uh, gainfully employed and, uh, you know, lo- looking forward to the next thing. For those of you guys who don't know that reference, there was a group that was saying that Circa was way off on their prices for the Mets to win the world series during yeah. the summer and mm. made it quite loud that go and hammer this. They're dead wrong. The Mets are going to do something special. And this price mm. is just completely off the market because Circa was the highest in low. And, and, and what I would say to that is when Circa's very off market on something, the EV on those bets versus say mm. 
DraftKings being off market on something different. two very, very different things. Very different. Um, so if you want to use the DKs, the FanDuels and the MGMs of the world, uh, you know, as your price barometer, mm. good luck. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Circus survivor, man alive, Jaguars, Cowboys, Ravens. What's the numbers looking like? What's the talk today from you guys? Cause it looks like 40% went out yesterday. Carnage, carnage, and carnage. Um, oh. Yeah, a lot of, lot of favorites uh, lost uh, yesterday. So from a survivor perspective, you know, 50% of the pool went out yesterday, which oh. was probably one of the larger amounts that we've ever seen. Oh. Uh, I think if, you know, if I... Uh, if memory serves me correct, we've got about like 3000 people left in the pool. A little bit we, less. Yeah. Less little, than three. Yeah. A less little bit less three. than that, obviously, because we started this week with 5,916 people yeah. alive in Circus Survivor. So those numbers continue to dwindle down, you know, for the people uh, asking <laughs> on, on Twitter. No, we're not doing a Survivor rebuy. Uh, no. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah, the people who are left in it. And we're going from there. So like I said, a lot of big favorites lost. You know, I think uh, there were some people, you know, probably who avoided even more so uh, in terms of if they were saving uh, the Cowboys. Uh, but yeah, when uh, when the top one, three and four favorites ultimately go down, that uh, that doesn't bode well for the people in Circus Survivor. Does that translate into a pretty decent day for the books? People keep asking me these questions like anybody actually cares what the books do every single week. Like it's an interesting point of discussion, but it doesn't really matter to most people. And most people are rooting against the books anyway. But yesterday, NFL was a pretty good day for the book, was it not? Yeah, we did. OK. I mean, obviously, when you you're able to get some of those big money line parlays and teasers out, right. um, you know, that certainly helps from that perspective. But the people who people always ask this, like, oh, you know, how did Circa do today? And it's like the things that we need or how we end up doing versus yeah. what some of the other recreational books need in the industry. Yeah. They're just two totally different things. Yeah. Um, you know, we, a lot of times we probably need the opposite sides or, uh, you know, if the, yeah. you know, if the recreational books do have a gangbusters weekend, you know, we're probably going to lose in that scenario and vice versa. So right. overall yesterday we did, uh, you know, fairly well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, having the Cowboys lose late and, and yeah. knocking a lot of those teasers and parlays going into Sunday night football and, and the two games on Monday night football, that really helped us. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anytime those big favorites go down, the books typically tend to do well and, yeah. and, and betters are playing for next week. Jeffrey, we were talking about this a bit last week, a little bit about how the number can tell the story. Tonight, we've got Joe Burrow, who is a game time decision. There's some thought that he might play. The number was seven and a half at open. It came all the way down to two. It's ticked back up to three now. From a book perspective, I mean, how do you guys handle a situation where a quarterback, you know, an MVP caliber quarterback is questionable for a primetime game? Yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. You know, I think you have to really read between the lines and figure out, you know, do you think they're probable, you know, are they 75% plus to play? Are they really 50, 50 and truly questionable? You know, are they 25% and more likely than not doubtful to play? And then I think when you utilize those metrics, then you're able to come to the midpoint of a number. So for this specific game, you know, if, you know, if Burrow was going to play and, 
he was healthy and all things were equal and you made the Bengals six with him in there and you make the drop off from Burrow to Browning, say eight points. And if Burrow wasn't going to play, you know, maybe you make this Rams one, one and a half. Uh, obviously, you know, since you're crossing through some key numbers in the zero, if you think he's 75% to play, uh, you know, maybe that numbers, you know, four and a half, five. If you think he's truly 50, 50, you know, maybe that numbers three and a half three and or a half. three. Yeah. And then obviously if you think he's most likely going to miss and he's doubtful, you know, maybe that numbers, you know, Cincinnati minus one, one and a half, which is, I think the low point of what we saw this week, obviously we've gotten some word this morning, you know, that it looks like he's going to give it a go if there's no late setbacks. Uh, so the two and a half minus 20 were taken out. And then we've seen some trading back and forth on the three, uh, you know, with, with some very juice attached to that. So I think it's all about reading between the lines, figuring out what you think the probability he plays, then equating that to the drop off of what the backup is. And then that allows you to price a number accordingly. And I think it's obviously a little bit more interesting, you know, with this Bengals game, just because the drop off from him to Browning, who's never started a game or thrown a pass in the NFL is a lot wider than say, if you look at the Colts with Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, one could argue that it's a an upgrade or B no change. Or if you look at the Panthers game with Bryce young to Dalton, one could also argue that there was no change or maybe a little bit of an upgrade. And that's obviously how the market viewed both of those games in terms of the number, not really moving that much. Whereas a game like the Bengals, the drop-off is just so big that, you know, these are the games that, you know, books have trouble pricing just because once he's announced in or out, you know, that number is going to go three, four points either way based on, you know, settling in at the midpoint currently. So talking about pricing, I mean, the Monday night game tonight, you know, that's one thing. Every Sunday, I got to admit, the games kick off at 10 o'clock Pacific NFL-wise, but I can't wait till 11 o'clock Pacific every Sunday for the release of the Circa Sports College football lines. Every It's better than the first half of the NFL games. I can't wait to see what the number is and what it's going to be and try to speculate on what it should be and all these other fun things. You still get to take the bets in the in the book. That's fun. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Jeffrey, I don't know if you're aware, but Colorado got smoked, smoked by Oregon this past weekend. And you guys opened up the game this week against USC 24, and it got bet down. People on Colorado already? Is this one of like those things that we're not going to talk about after this week, Jeffrey? Because if they get housed again, story's over, or is it just be still beginning? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting story in the sense that, you know, they have so many different transfers on their team and it's not like it was the same team from last year. So I think from that perspective, it's, it's particularly uh, difficult to price. And I think there's so many different opinions out there in the market as to what Colorado is and what Colorado isn't, you know, obviously they bet 
Oregon last week. Uh, we opened 20, went up to 21. That's where it really sat right, you know, yeah. most of the week in the market. And then obviously come game day, took a little bit more Oregon money. I think we closed 22, if memory serves me correct. And, you know, as you saw what happened, half, it, yeah, as you saw what happened on the field, you know, it was just a complete whitewashing and, you know, Colorado didn't look competitive. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it makes it difficult to set this week, you know, obviously this week they're going to be at home as opposed to last week being on the road. Um, you know, and I think maybe hopefully they learn some stuff from that game, you know, that allows it to be a little bit more competitive, you know, regardless of whatever the outcome is, you know, I think it would have been pretty cool to see that game be a little bit more competitive than ultimately what the final score was. But, you know, if they come out and they get blown out at home, you know, I think this story continues to die down. Mm. And I think, you know, what's good for college football betting is, you know, Deion Sanders and Colorado being in prime time and, you know, being something that's talked about, you know, the right that we were able to see, you know, through the first, two, three weeks on Colorado, you know, it was right in more than a standalone primetime NFL game. And yeah, I mean, just so many varying opinions. So for me, I'd love the story to continue, you know, whether they're winning or losing, at least being competitive and being in the mix um, and having, you know, uh, Sanders, uh, you know, as a, as a Heisman candidate, you know, getting, um, you know, the DB back and, and you know, who was mm-hmm. playing both sides of the ball yeah. mm-hmm. and having, having Dion, uh, being in the limelight talked about, I, you know, regardless of what you're talking about from a betting perspective, I think it's just good for college football. It's good for business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave had a very good week. Not only did uh, his Steelers come to Vegas and win Penn state shut out Iowa 31 to nothing. The Hawkeyes had 76 yards of total offense in that game, which I, I have never seen that before in a high level D one football game. Iowa though is laying eight points at home against Michigan state. The, the line is the total is 36 and a half. Uh, did was there any discussion in the room like Iowa being eight point favorites over anybody jumps off the screen to me? I mean, you could argue that Michigan State is one of the most dysfunctional <laughs> programs in college football right now, which I don't think anybody would have said before the season started. But you know, when you're embroiled in some you know sex scandal with your coach and this, oh, that, boy, and the man. other, it's just just a total disaster. And you know, obviously, they haven't been competitive in recent weeks. Iowa didn't look good versus Penn State. No. Yeah, just a disaster of a game. And <laughs> it's certainly a difficult number to make for the uh for the guys hanging the lines. Um, JB, how was the the handle in general? It's been going up for years on Saturday. And there's so many like this past weekend, there were so many good games, interesting, compelling stories, competitive lines. And then you get a game like Ohio State Notre Dame that falls on the number. It doesn't fall on your number because you had three and a half for a while. Then the game falls on three. Did that one leave a mark? Or is that one of those ones where you're just like, damn it. Like when it falls on the number, I try to explain to people. Sometimes when you get sided on it, that's worse than getting middled. It's it's no, it's just one of those ones where you just like, damn it. How could you only have 10 people on a field? Yeah, it's, for us, it wasn't a good result. You know, Derek talked about it on Saturday on VEASAN, you know, it was about a half a million dollar swing for us, but oh. you know, that's, that's the cost of doing business. You know, the mm. lights will come on on Sunday morning and thank goodness. you know, we, we hang the college football openers and get back at it. I mean, I think a lot of books, you know, it, it's worse if you're not aggressive, you know? So for us, 
you know, we just try to be aggressive with the bets that we see and get to the right number as quickly as possible. And, right. you know, sometimes that, that means, you know, a half a point move. And sometimes that means, you know, a point, point and a half move. So I think when you go first to market, you know, and you hang these numbers early before, you know, some of these more softer recreational books can copy your number, um, <laughs> and, and get all the help they need, yep. you know, it, puts us in a position, obviously, that there's going to be games where, you know, we're exposed to a wider range of numbers than say books that hang, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours later and aren't taking the same size of limits we are. But for us, every bet provides us the opportunity for, you know, new information and it helps strengthen our, our number. So, you know, obviously you don't want to get cited and, and, you know, refund, most of the bets and then pay out all of the other bets, you know, on the number that, that ultimately covered usually by half a point or more, but that's the nature of the business and the nature of going first. So, you know, we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to be aggressive, you know, in our bookmaking and and odds making. And, um, yeah, like I said, it just kind of one of those things that you, you accept when you've been in this business, um, you know, variance happens. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And, you know, it all evens out over the long run. Last one for me, Jeffrey. Where can I get one of those T-shirts? It says Jeffrey Benson, the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, do I got to I want to put that on blast. I got to get one of those. I needed two X. I'll take two of them at least minimum so I can wear them. But we could start selling those things all over the place. Have you seen it? Those would go like hotcakes in the in the gift shops. I have talked to the individual when I ran into him on Fremont street, I said, there's been a lot of interest on Twitter. You're going to have to put in a big order from Amazon and make sure those sizes run from small to, to four X because yes. there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. Man, oh man, That is phenomenal. Jeffrey, thank you for the time. Great talking with you as always. We'll see you next time on the program. All right. Thanks gentlemen. That is the one and the only Jeffrey Benson joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Hold on. Let me get everything all squared away. You going to leave his picture up here the rest of the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to all that. Look, look, look. I got it done right. Wow, that was good. I got it done quick and and easy. All right. Really getting this done. Uh, We tried to tell you, by the way, uh, last week on Friday, we tried to say uh, Chiefs were the pick for Survivor. We tried to warn you the GOAT, one of our brigade proxy members, had four teams left, all four. He watched the show, all with the Chiefs. Check, 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 check for him. He's moving on. Good job out of that. The most interesting part of that game was that Taylor Swift was shown an ungodly amount of time, and it got so bad that the affiliates that were carrying the Chief game flipped to a different game and got rid of the Chief game because it was so lopsided. The only market that watched it was Kansas City and Chicago. Everybody else got out of there because it was 41 to nothing at one point at one nobody point it ended 41 10 nobody wanted to watch that um some people got angry some people were very upset about that they actually really they wanted a static camera i made the joke but some people said put a static camera of of taylor for right real there, right there with with donna kelsey with with travis's mom people wanted that yeah i mean she's up there dropping F, f-bombs on tv everyone was thinking taylor's doing chest bumps and dropping f-bombs like it was it was she was very relatable people felt like she was you know one of the one of them now nfl version of taylor swift are you buying this relationship did you see your man jared payton's video i did yes it looked like they were just introduced i agree right okay hey travis hi 
Taylor. Hi, nice to meet you. Let's walk out together. Really? Yeah. yeah let's walk it, out. It looks so I, and look, I hate to be this cynical. Like I hate that. I hate this part of me. I wish this was not the way that I am, but Kelsey is everywhere right now. I mean, when you're watching NFL Sunday, he has at least five different campaigns. He's, he's on right now. Yeah. Taylor has a new album coming out. She owns the world right now. What are you talking about? No, she's always about marketing. She's always aware of it. Oh, I know, but she's, she's everywhere. I mean, she's everywhere. Right. But she, she has a lot coming in October. She has a new album. The re-release of 1989 is coming out and her tour movie is coming out on October 13th. It's really important for that movie to do really well because Taylor went around the industry to get that movie out. She didn't go through a distribution channel. She didn't go through a studio. She did it herself and went directly to AMC okay. and did it herself. That flops. It looks really bad. So all, well, all I'm saying is Taylor Swift opening herself up to a bunch of new people, a bunch of new audience members who may or may not like her, like Matt, not like her, whatever it might be. Having interest in a romantic person who has a famous platform would be in her best interest, would be in Travis Kelsey's best interest. Right. Her with the mom. Um, little interesting. <laughs> just a just a little interesting. I love when you use that word. That means <laughs> I was like, it's she's at in a word. Like bullshit. if you were dating somebody seriously and you too just soon, started dating somebody, would too you go soon. to a game with the mom? Too would you soon. sit next to mom? All too soon. We never would do that. It would never. Then you walk out together in like oh. Kelsey's face. I, I I did a screenshot of it because he's looking at Jared Payton, who is the son of Walter Payton, by the way. And he's a phenomenal guy. He used to be on my radio show all the time in Des Moines. And he is like taping it. And you, Kelsey's like, you son of a, like he's so angry Got me. that he's, he's being videotaped Got with me. two of them walking out. Cause you're right. The body language is plastic ah it's it's like the first time it's, it's if you were walking with somebody for the first time ever that's what that looked like yeah but it was it, it didn't look comfortable there was nothing mm. comfortable about any of it and then <laughs> the face was like you're my boy what are you doing like why <laughs> whoa, 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 baby, baby. yeah i get you later uh-huh like, for clicks <laughs> you ever and not that it was a it was like a blind date and you were in the neighborhood where all your boys saw you and you were on a blind date you didn't want to be on. Did that ever happen to you? No, but when you're on a first date with somebody and your boys see you, it's always a little awkward. It's always a little like, okay. Like it looked like two people together in public for the first time. That's what it looked like to me. They had never really two very been. famous people though. Yes. Two very famous people together for the first time in public. And they were very nervous and they were very like, it just looked like a setup. It looked like, it did not look romantic. It, and like she was going crazy for Travis, but she knew the cameras were on her the entire time. She's an Eagles fan. Like she's been, she's been shown wearing Eagles gear her entire life. And now she's wearing chief gear. Like the team that beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Like that, that's what a lot of people have, are pissed off in Philly. People are pissed off in Philadelphia you about this. have a girlfriend that went to a different high school and she wore your stuff like in high school. No, whatever happened. No, my, my high school girlfriend went to, a, a I don't care how hot my, my, my girlfriend, ex-wife, whatever. You can be the hottest person. You're wearing a Yankee hat. I'm never wearing a Yankee hat. 
Okay, how big of a Yankee fan you are? Not wearing a Yankee hat. Not happening. Not wearing Yankee gear. Never happening. I've never, really? never been on my body. A, a piece of Yankee anything has never touched my body, and it never will touch my body. Yeah, see, I mean, if she was wearing just a Yankee shirt and nothing else, would that work for you? No, you just take it off, and then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want it on. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like my high school girlfriend wore my jacket from our high school at the game when we played their high school and all were you rivals like, what are you doing were you rivals rivals we were trying to keep we were playing for uh, the same playoff spot no and all our knows. friends uh-uh. were like what are you doing and she's like he's my boyfriend not a fan uh-uh not a fan the high school don't care the eagles don't care she's that's wrong she's i see i just agree wins. colleges and high schools are different than professional sports it's a different world because oftentimes you can't pick what high school you go to you just go to the high school right? Your college, you go to your college, maybe they have a great major. Maybe you got recruited. Maybe you're on scholarship, whatever it might be. So that's different. Professional sports, you choose that team. You are choosing. On top of the fact she's from Reading, Pennsylvania. So she could have been a Steeler fan if she wanted to, but she chose to be an Eagles fan. So, you know, just FYI on that. That's that's the home of, of my co-host uh, on Cash Considerations and our friend of the show, Dan Newbert. Dan Alexander. He's Redding. a big Reading guy. So, I have to ask him what he thinks about this whole Taylor Travis. I'm, I guarantee they're like, you're never wearing an Eagle stuff. I saw it all over Twitter last night. Eagle fans are like, get her out of here. We want no part of you. You just chose yours. They beat your team last year in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like they just beat you. Like what if they play again? Okay. And then what do you do? I'm guessing she's going to wear one of them half shirts. Half- nonsense. Absolute nonsense, complete nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. You were in the, the you were you were in the half for the for the Dolphins. Uh, this is what's come out of this, and this is this has been the big controversy. Speaking with multiple NFL owners, Justin Cohen, who covers the NFL, writes, "I'm told there's a common feeling that Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel running up the score in the Broncos was quote disrespectful to the game of football by hanging 70 points on Denver." Agree? What? Really? Yep. Do you, do you find anything in that valid? No. I can't. Oh. It's professional football. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are we doing? So when it's time to get his come up, and as they say down south, you give it to him. When Mike McDaniel is down, run it up on him. He set the bar. Like, I'm a type of person, and you what know this about me. What are they supposed to do? People? Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a type of person like this. Like, I never, I'm very, I'm very reactionary on stuff. Like how you treat me is how I treat you. So if you were to run the score up on me, if I have a chance to run the score up on you, I would. But in the time that it's happening, you can't, I, I mean, look, to the Broncos credit, this is not coming out of the Broncos. I, I, as far as I've seen and read, nobody tied to the Broncos are saying this was disrespectful. He had the backup quarterback in, and he was running the ball. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, like what, what? Stop him. Like it's professional football. What are stop they them to do? Like, if he's throwing the ball down deep, okay. If he's going for fuck you touchdowns nonstop, right. okay, fine. Bring. Right. I was watching most of that game, going, oh my gosh, it's forty, it's fifty, it's sixty, it's seventy. But he's running the ball. Yeah, play football, Broncos. That's on you. You can't stop him. He didn't kick the field goal. He could have kicked the field goal to set the record. 72 was the record. He could have kicked it. He chose not to. You can't 
play football half speed or half ass. Like, oh, we're up 40. We better sit on the ball. We're running the ball. Tackle us. Like, but you got guys in there playing for jobs, playing for contracts all the time. The backers were trying to get an extra rep or two, look good on film, so maybe someone will sign them. Um, I mean, Chef Betty just came in and chat with a super chat. Guys, if you want to come in and leave a super chat, do it. Get involved in the show live. Broncos' performance was disrespectful to football. Yes. Yes. Right? I agree. Yes. Like, what do you do in that situation? Uh, you figure something out. You, uh, 70 is impossible, right? 70 is like it's it's you can't score that many points the way the game's played now. You're not supposed to be able to, and they did. I couldn't stop watching it. They were so inventive. They're so much fun to watch the way they pitch the ball. There's so much motion pre-snap. There's guys moving around. I don't know how fast Tyreek Hill is, but he's faster than any guy I've ever seen on a field lately. They got running backs flying around. Mostert's running like he's he's got jet packs in his back. He he's the fastest running back timed in the NFL. He runs a legitimate 4340. Cannot believe it. And it's all working. It's amazing. It's it and it's fun to watch. And like for Dolphins fans, it's time. Like this is this could have been last year to a guy. Yeah, but this week we'll find out. Well, that's that's what because the Bills looked absolutely tremendous against Washington. Ooh. And now Miami's going there. Miami going to Buffalo as good as Miami looked, as fast as they looked, they're three-point dogs. Three-point dogs to the Bills. We finally sure. got we got a football game this week. Yeah, not sure I agree with the, the line, but what the hell should it be? What are you talking about? It's a perfect number. It is. Bills I are don't home. know. Minus three. Uh, Okay, what's the total? Let's see the total right now. Oh, my God. 54, 53 and a half. Wowza. That number, by the way, it's kind of crazy. We'll get to the Vikings here in just one second. But a number of 54 now is 0 and 5. It's better than under, right? Every time you put that number, they they come with it under. You got to establish what it is. Let them bet. 54, anything 54 and a half or over in the NFL the last five times it's happened. The unders hit all five times. So not that the over should have, the under should have hit in the Vikings game, but yeah, uh, because that was the single worst. Did you watch the the, the last minute, the last minute and a half between Kevin O'Connell and Brandon Staley was, was, I'm trying to like equate what it is. It it was like trying to watch a five-year-old play with chopsticks. (laughs) Like, like they, they, I, that was malpractice that, that, that was watching. Like, I couldn't believe this because the Vikings have the football yeah, and the Vikings are trying to score. The Vikings can't score. All I need is a field goal. All I, I, I the number, the game's at 52. I'm on over 54, just need a field goal. And I, and I cash my over bet. I'm watching this going like, okay, don't kick a field goal, but you could, they go for it. They don't make it. Ball goes back to. The Chargers. The Chargers have the ball on their own 25-yard line. It's fourth and four. It's fourth and four from their With own 25 less than two minutes to go. No, there's like two-something. It was like before was, the two-minute warning. I thought it was just under the two-minute warning. You might be right. You might be right. It was right around there. It was, it was right, right around there. Brandon Staley goes for it. On his own 23. 
Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you, <laughs> if you, you don't make it, you give them an absolute, you, you put them in touchdown range in the red zone, essentially. Up by, yeah, you're going to lose the game. You're up, you're up by four points. You're going to lose. The weird thing about that decision is that Brandon Staley, in the first year of this awful experiment, as him and the Chargers as a coach, was all about the numbers. Analytical, analytical, analytical. He did everything by the numbers. Right. Including deciding to not tie the Raiders to go to the playoffs. That, including, you know, that that whole you know, debacle that, that, that he did at the end of the year. Yeah. So that was our first experience with Brandon Staley, the head coach, which was like, yep, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Second year comes in. Okay, now he's going to change. Now it's, I'm going to use analytics, but I'm not going to be tied to analytics. And he starts mm. doing a bunch of feel stuff. Right. This year, I feel like he legitimately is flipping coins. He's like, hmm, should I go for it? <laughs> yes, let's go for it. <laughs> what are you doing deciding to not punt that football? That's just basic football. And then it got even worse because the Vikings get the ball back. They stop them on fourth down. They get the ball back. They need a touchdown to win the game. And they move the ball to the five yard line with 35 seconds to go. Like they're right there. And they don't know what to do because they're out of timeouts. They're running around. They're looking around. The clock is ticking, tick, 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 you, tick, you tick, tick. You can still do the clock play, right? You, you could take clock the ball it. and you throw it into the ground. You had three plays at least to go and run there. And yet they're running around and Kirk Cousins is doing this thing. He's putting his hands over his head. He's running around, running around. Like I'm watching this going, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose this over. How am I going to lose this over? How is this actually happening right now? Watching five-year-olds play with chopsticks. They don't know what they're doing. Throw the ball into the end zone. They rush, tip ball up, interception, game over. Do you remember the movie Miracle at the end when uh, Herb Brooks, played by Kurt Russell, looked down to the bench when – the Russian coach didn't know what to do at the end of the game. He looks down because he's supposed to pull the goalie, but they've never been down. So he doesn't know what to do. And he looks down the bench and goes, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. I jumped up at home watching it. And I was like, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. It, it, Kirk Cousins had the ball. Spike the ball. There was like 28 seconds left when he got to the, they set the ball. They could have had literally three shots at it. Could have run the ball. You, you had so much time. They you could have run. They could have run it, and and then and then clock spiked it. it. Yes, I mean it was. Anything. You had three plays minimum from the five yard line to go and win that football game. The fact and, they only got one is unbelievable. And then this graphic that you put on here. This isn't a P roll special. Somehow the Vikings lose because of crowd noise. Like. They said that it's like that's somebody their words. said that's their words, not yours. That's not that's not my words. That is their words. Crowd noise. Quote, I just couldn't hear him with the noise. I just ended up calling a play and the play I called was the same play he was trying to get to. Sometimes it happens, said Coach O'Connell of the, of the home crowd noise. It's really? not always noticed when we're in a normal two minute mode. You don't. You don't call two plays. Like if this happens, then we do this. Like I, this I don't is know why Bill Belichick is still in the NFL. Like, they, like people always want like, why is Bill Belichick in the NFL? Because there are clowns 
like Kevin O'Connell getting hired to be head coaches who are not preparing their team for every situation, the way that Belichick prepares his team for every situation. You would, the Patriots never have that happen. They know exactly Mike Tomlin. They know exactly his teams know exactly what to do when the game is on the line and the most crucial part of the game is going on. Everyone on that roster is well coached to know exactly what's supposed to play. You don't need Kevin O'Connor to call a play. Everyone should just know, look at we're out of timeouts. We're inside the 10 yard line. Clock is running clock it. Kill, kill, kill. Whatever the call is for your offense, everyone does it. And then you stop regroup, figure out what you're going to go ahead and do. Like this is basic stuff that obviously is not worked on by that coaching staff with their offense. I can't believe it. I, I, I just can't believe it. Like this is, you get the opportunity it can happen once. It can't keep happening. Like, okay, we messed up. Come to the mic after the game. It sits on me. I didn't tell them. Well, they're professionals. They should have known. It's on me. I'll, t- I'll I'll eat this one. It'll never happen again. This will never happen again. And it keeps happening. It should thing. never happen once. Chargers in the, in the NFL. Charger. The Vikings fans and everybody's like, geez, what do we do now? Justin Trade Jefferson Kirk was amazing. Cousins. Oh, what do you do? On, that's it. You He's trade done. Kirk done. Cousins. See you. Go. On. That's what you do. You punt on the season. Oh my! You don't have the right head coach. Oh my! Okay. You brought in. You re-signed Kirk Cousins because Kevin O'Connell was one of his guys. Kevin O'Connell wanted him, worked with him, knew him. He was all good. Quarterback coach with him before in right. Washington. They knew each other. It was all good, right? Kevin O'Connell. Nope. I'm out on Brandon Staley. I'm out on Kevin O'Connell. I'm out on Josh McDaniels. There are so many of these whiz kids running around because Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. There are so many under the age of 45 head coaches in the NFL that it needs to now stop. Start hiring adults again, please. Start hiring people who have earned their way up the ranks of being coaches in multiple situations and have the experience to actually run football teams from top to bottom. Not offensive coordinators, not defensive coordinators, not, not guys who are whiz kids who are under the age of 40, who everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at this. McVeigh was a unicorn, okay? And yes, I fully understand what the Bengals did, okay? But I think you're going to see this year, Zach Taylor without his guy and Joe Burrow is a much different story than with him mm. because they decided to go into the year with Jake Browning as the backup. Let's see how Jake Browning looks running the offense. We'll see. I, I'm I, just, I, these kids, I'm done with the coaches. I'm done with, I am, I am. It's done. not always their fault. They take an opportunity to be a head coach. In of NFL. course, it's the it. GM's fault. It's the owner's fault. I mean, I, I, absolutely. I, I take it too, so, but you see the experience gap. You see the teams who are not prepared. Staley's call to go for it on fourth down. I mean, what the hell are you doing? O'Connell says, I'll see you that and I'll raise you not being able to run an offense inside of 30 seconds and know what I'm doing at the end of games. It's crazy because then there's other guys that wait a lifetime for an opportunity like, you know, Fangio did. He got to Denver and it didn't work out. Now he's the D coordinator in Miami. They look unbelievable. Some guys are just better being a coordinator. I mean, that's McDaniels. just fact. Josh McDaniels is a co- is an offensive coordinator. Oh boy, that's it. Okay, we now know we know what this guy and I love Josh. Okay, it's all full of expatriates. We're all. I mean, I'm watching that team going. There's a patriot. There's a patriot. There's a patriot. There's a patriot. I mean, they're all over the roster, all over the field. But it 
it, it just it just doesn't work. It just uh, doesn't work. They make way too many mistakes. It, it's I mean three turnovers last night. They lost the game by one score. They had three turnovers. I don't know what the second pick was, but Jimmy Jimmy, G- Jimmy Garoppolo's some, throw was the just, dumbest throw of the year so far. Oh, who are you throwing it to? Like he started seeing ghosts. Like he he was TJ Watt going to be in his nightmares. Well, you could so. I had such a unique stamp uh, viewpoint. I was up high enough, but I wasn't too high. And I had an angle that I could see everything. I felt like I was watching a coach's film. Like I was almost right at the coach's level from the press box. Their offensive line's no good. The Steelers were had pressure every single play and he didn't like it. I mean, there's guys that like, know you're going to get hit. You got to stay in there and get hit. That's fine. Jimmy don't like it. He, 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 he was, he dropped back and he immediately started moving his head, which then made him move his feet. And he's one of those guys. Listen, I'm not a quarterback coach. I'm not a quarterback guru, never claimed to be, but I did play it when I was young and I like to study it and listen and learn and watch guys like Orlovsky and all these people talk about it. When Jimmy goes back, plants his back foot and can do one read, two read throw, fine. Has to move his feet two steps, trouble. Starts to get nervous, panic, danger throws, throws it into traffic on a regular basis, doesn't want to take a sack for some whatever reason. I don't know. But, man, they were – there was no answer. It was painfully obvious to me. Throw it Devontae, to Devontae every play. They did almost. I mean, Steelers couldn't cover him. I mean, that was 175 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, oh, it was – but, I mean – all that momentum that came from the fourth down touchdown toss when they went up seven, nothing, which was a great play. It really was. It just all fell apart. It just all snowballed on them after the Steelers tied it up. And then it just, when the Raiders can't run the football, you can see it. They don't have that, that moxie, like their Mm -hmm. offensive line, Josh Jacobs got going a little bit in the second half when the game was somewhat out of reach and that allowed them to come back in. And there were some questionable calls all week long. I mean, I, I still can't figure out how the Ravens did not get a pass interference call on fourth down in the Colts game. It blew my teaser with the Col- with, with the Ravens. I mean, a 61-yard kick wound up about three yards short, which is incredible for how good of a leg that guy has for the for the for the Ravens. Oh, Tucker. For Tucker, yeah. for yeah, Justin Tucker's kick. But I mean, you have to referees. You can't swallow the whistle slash flag in key moments. And then you can't throw flags when you anticipate what happens or you're guessing as to what happens because the Micah Fitzpatrick hit on Garoppolo looked really bad live. And I was okay. It was not a penalty. I I know, but I was okay with it. He ear holed him. I mean, I was in today's NFL. He hit him in the ear hole. I mean, like I was okay with it, but I get why people are saying I ducked down. Yeah, and saying it was a horrible call. I I would agree. There were pass interference calls in that game that I agreed with that should have been called that were not called. You know, there were some questionable calls. I felt like all weekend, it was a really hard weekend for the NFL referees. It's been a hard decade for NFL referees. It was a bad, it was. The games are getting harder and harder to officiate. The cameras are getting better and better. You see everything. Yeah. Like when you're at the game, you don't see nothing. When you're watching the game, those big screens, at least you can see a little bit here and there. Like when they ruled out a fumble uh, early in the Raider game against. And it wasn't uh, right. Jacobs, Jacobs was down. He was, was down. Good, it was yeah, clearly, he was, he was he was clearly down. down. As soon as they showed it, everybody ran back on the field. Yeah. Get it right. That is the goal of everybody. Just get it right. 
That looked like a definite interference call. In the I mean, they he wrapped, he wrapped and pulled in. I mean, it was clear he tackled the guy. I mean, it was so obvious. I was like, oh, they're gonna throw a flag there. Uh, no, they're on the road. It's a home no. team there. It's a call going on. The I mean, it's like, yeah. wait a minute, what is going on? How do you not throw that? And I guarantee the NFL will come out today and say, we apologize. There should have been a flag thrown for pass interference on because they would have been inside of Tucker's field goal range in that moment. And they would have right. had four downs to run the ball to get five, six more yards. And then Tucker, right. he doesn't miss that kick. He makes that kick. He might come short, but he's never going to miss it left or right. He's automatic. Kick okay, guys, unbelievable. And then I, I tease it down to one and a half and then the Ravens would have won. Yeah. Ravens lose the game. The Colts are, are two and one. The Ravens are two and one. And it was a theft. I mean, that was a theft, but they had multiple chances to win the game, but the referees, a hundred percent theft football guy. 97 is in the chat. He asked a pretty good question. It's not really a question. He made a statement. The NFL has too many rules. We need to simplify stuff. There's just too much judgment crap. It's fair. Is he right? It's fair. No, it's he's right. I mean, cause we've tried. So look, we want to protect quarterbacks at all costs. Okay. That's what the number one, pro, that's the number one issue. Protect quarterbacks. Almost every rule change we make is in the issue of safety and not the game itself. Look at all the rule changes that are happening over and over again for the kickoff to, you know, uh, roughing the passer. It's all about protecting the quarterback. Okay. At some point, you're playing a, a violent sport. Quarterbacks are going to get hit. And if we're not comfortable with that, we should just put flags on them and say you can't tackle them. No one's going to watch flag football. Well, you know, everybody else gets tackled, but the quarterbacks don't. Just touch them to down. see that. I agree. But it's just that's where we're headed. I mean, that's, you know, that's why those flags Start come out. Rushing, like, like, well, like when you played in the street, one, one thousand. Yeah. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, go. Yep. Like, that's come on. We can't do that. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Oh, where's my Jets at? Oh, that is that is now official. Patriots own the Jets 15 straight wins. We can't watch this on Sunday, right? I mean, they, they're not actually going to start Zach Wilson against the Chiefs, right? <laughs> right? The, 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 that, that's not what happening. are they going to do? That's not happening, right? Like the, in prime time, we're, we're not going to be do? we're not going to be subjected to watching. They can't a 40, flex the game. It's too early in the season. That's the game. Forty-one-three game. Like we're not going to have to watch that, are we? With damn right, we are. What are you going to watch? I can't get over this. They can't start him. Like they just, you cannot start. Start anybody. Start you. You can't start Zach Wilson. I can't get hit no more, man. I told you that. I mean, I could get hit. I just don't know if I could get up. I'll get up. I'll be fine. Did you see that guy lose his teeth coming out? His <laughs> teeth came out. He was so mad. You know, his teeth came out of his mouth. He was so pissed off at being a Jets fan and what they're doing. Um, J E T S S U C K. Suck, suck, sucks. <laughs> Is that a cheer or did you just make that up? Let's make that up. Oh, wow. That was good. Yeah. Right on the floor. I like when you do that. Um, what is your alternative? Like it says can't play him, right? Well, no, they can because anyone they put Garrett Wilson back there to run, to run wildcat the whole game. Anyone play anyone, but him, you can't play him. He cannot play the position. He cannot play quarterback in the NFL. It is on to watch. It is unreal. The Patriots. I, I mean, look, I know the Belichick has his number. I know the Patriots defense is really hard to go up against. That was like watching Madeline going in, trying to take a pre-calculus te test. 
Like she's walking in. She's just like, I don't know what's going on. I can't, I don't understand this. I don't know what that means. I don't know what this means. Like no knowledge of it. Like he was so over his head from the word go. He started throwing the ball into the ground without anybody around him. He just started going like, I'm done. He just threw the ball into the ground. I was laughing my ass off watching Zach Wilson play quarterback against the Patriots. It was awesome. I watched the beginning and then that was it. Like I was like, I can't watch this. There's, that's, I just, I couldn't turn away from the Miami game. Once I got fixated on that, that was so much fun. Yeah. I watched them score the second touchdown. I was like, I'm watching this. This is way more fun. This is fun football. Your game opposite, not fun for anybody, <laughs> but not my Patriot fans winning it. Patriot was, fans, it was fun for Patriot fans, but that's about it. I don't know how much fun that was either. That it's was, the Jets. We're beating the Jets. It's always fun. We're beating the Jets, regardless. Beat the Jets every time you play. Fifteen them. straight. Yep. Two thousand fifteen was the last time the Patriots lost to the Jets. That's insane. What year was it? Twenty fifteen. Jeez, what were you doing in twenty fifteen? In twenty fifteen, I was the general manager of two radio stations in New Hampshire. Oh. ESPN, New Hampshire, and WSMN. Man, I was 2015. I was still. No, yeah, yeah. I, I was almost moving here. Yeah, 2015, I was because I moved here in December of 15. Yeah. 15. So when the Patriots lost football season-wise, I think I was here. Mm. Or maybe I was about to, about to be here. I was in Houston, about to move to Vegas. And it was 2015. I can't. Yeah, so I wasn't in New Hampshire then. I already left because I, I left there. I think I left. I left in 2014 from New Hampshire. That's right. So I was in Houston. 2015 was a very interesting year with Kendall in 2014. Mm-hmm. In 2015, we had a, a a manager come out to run the M, who tried to fire everybody, try to catch him in different lies, and like oh, try, no. he was came in to be a hatchet guy. Okay. And uh, him and I had a little bit of discussion. His name was also Dave. Oh. Um, we had to have a couple heart to heart talks face to face where I said, listen, man, I said, I'm working here. I've been working here and I'm going to be working here after you get fired or let go or quit. <laughs> so stop fucking with me <laughs> and all the good people that work here. I know what you're doing. Right. And he was from Louisiana. Originally he had uh-huh. been here. Well, Dave, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, that's I know Bama. exactly. That's what a Bama accent. About. You have your Bama and your Cajun and your Southern guy mixed it up. Was, it was Southern. <laughs> I don't know. what he's, he said Cajun accents are very specific, but yes, I, know, I, I, I can understand. I couldn't understand a damn word. He sounded like Bobby Boucher half the that, time. He okay, yes. I could that's, not understand that a damn a word he said. Cajun accents, every word runs together. Yes. Yeah. 2015 was a transition year for a lot of people. <laughs> I ended up going, depending on the time of the year, that's when I ended up getting shipped to the Cosmo. Oh, okay. Because um, things were changing, and they needed to get rid of some people and all this other stuff. And I just, in the oh, chat, we just had the best Jets analogy so far. What is just that? New York Jets, just end the season. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. J-E-T-T-S, just end the season. Nice work. Who was that? That was good. Oh, that's an, that's an awesome analogy in the chat. guy 97. That's really good. Just work. end the season. That's great. I love God. that. Uh, all right. Uh, Will Burrow play tonight? Line up to three on Monday Night Football. We have two games tonight. What? You don't think he will? I don't think he should. I mean, I don't think he should play. Mm. If he plays, it doesn't change my mind as to who wins. Oh, you like the Rams, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I like the Bengals. I'm really impressed with the Rams so far this year, with what they've done. It's been two pretty good games. 
I mean, just like, let's play this out for a second. Um, Aaron Donald plays for the Rams and you have a guy who can't move playing quarterback. Right. Great idea. Let's play him. That's, that's a great idea. Good idea. Good. Go ahead, Zach Taylor, play him. Let's see what happens. I don't know. You mean, we've, we've both, we've, we've got a lot of people that we follow on the socials and you're at sports talk, Matt. I'm at sports BK and SIG. The show's at Boston versus the book. There's a lot of people saying like he's playing, he's not playing, he's playing, he's not playing. Nobody knows shit whether he's playing or not right now. Well, I think the team is trying. I mean, he's pushing to play. He's he absolutely wants, pushing. To he play. wants to play, and the number tells you that they that the market agrees. We got to keep an eye on this all day. We, we're doing a show live. It's almost noon Eastern or noon Pacific. I mean, three o'clock Eastern. You guys will be able to watch the replay tonight. We'll know whether he played or not by the time you watch yeah. us on Sports Grid or hear us on SiriusXM. Think he's playing or not? Put it in the chat right now. It's Bengals minus three. His totals forty five. Is Joe Burrow playing in the game tonight? Yes or no? In the chat, let it flow. Yeah, I, I say yes. He is I think playing. he starts. Yeah, as of right now, it's a bad idea. But zero and three is zero and three. I, I mean, I just I. In the long-term health of Joe Burrow, I would not play him in this game because I don't think it's worth it. But if they were 2-0, and he wouldn't play. It's 0-3. They're 0-2. So 0-3 is what they're trying to avoid. I mean, if he can play, he's going to play. I don't think the record is... Disagree with that. I think the record is entirely the reason why he's trying to play. He was hobbled last week. He was jumping up and down on one foot. Was, yeah. He couldn't move. You wouldn't play him in this game. It's not worth it. In prime time, McVay's going to be like, this is peak Sean McVay time. This, this, this is, I would not play him against the Rams. It's a non-conference game. You don't need this normally. Like, this is just a game. Rams, you can have it. Like, <laughs> we'll get other ones. But they're 0-2. Ah, Jimmy Jack with 4K said at 4 p.m. We'll know that is when the rosters do. Yeah, he's going to play. I'd be very surprised if if he's not playing. Now, will he finish the game? I don't know. But I wouldn't play him given that pass rush. Wow. Aaron Donald, no thank you. I mean, since he plays tonight, let me see who they play next week. They're at Tennessee next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Winnable game. Is this a must win? No. That's why. I mean, I think it's important. Oh, and three is really tough. But Ravens are two and one. Steelers are two and one. I mean, you be two games back. The Ravens are two and one. The Browns are two and one. Yeah. So I mean and the Steelers are two and one. Oh, and three. You're not out of it. You're two games back, but you're not out of it. I mean, it's it's a it's a hole, but you can come out of it. They're 0 and 2 in the division. That too. That's tough. That's not good. But that's why, that's why they're again, that's why they're trying to play them. Because they're really concerned about we need to get a win, guys. We need to calm down everybody. Lord of Wasabi in the mm-hmm. chats. I think I don't think he's gonna play. Everyone else that's responded has said he's gonna start. Yeah. May not finish. I look, I wouldn't play him. I, I think he's gonna play. I would not play him. I would I would not put him out there knowing his limitations to then snap it and have it be an Achilles injury or a torn core or a torn calf or something really serious. And he misses months right now. It's week to week could turn into months, right? 
I wouldn't risk it. I, I, I don't think it's worth it, but you know, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. If he plays or not, it doesn't matter. Their offense has been horrific. So, right. I, I mean, it's, I don't think their offense just snaps the fingers and just because Burrow is playing all of a sudden he's on, he's on the same page as T Higgins. He's on the same page with Jamar chase. You know, I know the Rams defense in the secondary is not great, but it's been okay. And their offense has been very, very good early. It's been Stafford. Stafford's been very good. This Puka kid that they got, this new the, the fourth round kid. You're good with found. you're good with taking Stafford and the Rams on the road. Sure. Yeah. In prime time, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, this is a, this is a different type of team, in my opinion, in terms of what they're capable of doing. I I think the I think at home, obviously, they put up big points last week against the Niners. I don't think they'll put up the same type of points, but that showed me that they could score on good defenses, even on the road. I think they'll score on, on the Bengals defense is okay, but the Bengals, the Browns move the ball on them easily. Oh, they did. Want to just point out that Lord of Wasabi is Mikey Awesome's son. Today's his 16th birthday. Hey. Shout out to you, sir. Thank you for watching the show, telling all the boys What's going uh, on? and girls at school in Northern Virginia about the show. Also want to Nova. shout out Robert Shute, a uh, friend of Brother Doug's, who got him the ticket nice. and drove to Penn State from Columbus to go to that whiteout game. Shoot, shout out to you, sir. Thank you for being there on the day Brother Doug rung the bell and uh, keeping an eye on him, uh, an honorary Sherapan brother. Appreciate Very cool. you, sir. Yep. Uh, we've seen some movement since we did the rundown. Tampa money has come in, but it's flipped. Philly money is coming in big time. Five and a half now at certain books for mm. this game. DraftKings is at five and a half. A couple of guys down south are at five and a half. Yep. Most are at five here for Philadelphia on the road against Tampa. Yeah. How do you feel about this game? My hat would, my outfit would indicate where I am. I like Philly. To win. But I, mean, I don't like the game. Like, I, I don't know. I've... I thought Tampa at best would be one and one at this point. They're two and a. Them plus the points. I mean, makes sense. The play makes sense. A lot of sharp guys, bad guys, whatever you want to call them, Rambas's parallelograms. They're on them. They were on the Raiders plus one. That lost two. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of this game. I, I I think Philly runs the ball, gets ahead. And Tampa ain't able to come back. It looks kind of ugly for a while and then make it silly at the end. I, I don't know what to make of Philadelphia. I think they're a very I would good agree. football team. That's my question. You do? You think Philly's you think Philly's a very good football team? I do. I don't. Yes. You don't. No, I think they're good. I don't think they're very good. I think they're two. I think they're they're very lucky to be two and oh. Really? They could be oh they could be one and one. They could be oh and two. Vikings turned the ball over four times. Lost by one score. Patriots gave them 16 points. Lost by one score. You know, it's you know a very good football team? The Dolphins. That's a very good football team. I don't see that same explosiveness out of this team. I see fighting on the sidelines between A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Mm. I don't know. Philly, to, ru- Philly to, to run the ball tonight, I, I think you're probably right. But the problem is this is the fifth best rushing offense against the fifth best rushing defense. This is strength on strength. Who Tampa play already? Um, Tampa, Carolina. One. Let's see. Tampa beat Minnesota in week one. They beat Chicago in week two. 
what was that? They won the games. I'm not. I, uh, How's Chicago? Chicago's really bad. Chicago's the worst team in football, are they not? Yeah, but but the Vikings. I mean, okay, so but we're putting. And Chicago had the ball. Are you putting stock? Are you putting stock end. in the win over the Vikings for the for the Eagles? Because if you are, you put stock for the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Bucks as the well. Vikings are a way better team than the Bears. Come on. Okay, and the Bucks beat them at at home in this. Where they are right now? Beneficiary of three turnovers. Yes, they were, but the Vikings are the the four times against the Vikings. That's all I'm telling you. The Bucks may be fool's gold. Okay, well, I don't think they win the game. I'm this is the same game teaser for me. Uh Aha! I'm playing. I'm playing with both. I'm playing with the total, and I'm playing with the side. Bucks up, total down, go over. No, under. Ooh, fifty-one under. Oh, okay. Primetime unders are a real thing. I agree with your assessment. Game could be ugly. Kind of a trench yeah. war, trench war fight. Yeah. Philly wins by seven. I'll give it to you. They've won both games by one score. I think they can win this game by one score. I feel like Philly lets teams hang around so far this season. They just let them hang Fair. around instead of just continuing to just pound that rock and keep yep. going and keep going. Like they, they just have a couple, I don't know if you want to call them, just drives where they just lose focus, don't get a first down or two, and keep teams around. Mm-hmm. Um, which Tampa emblem do you like better, yours or, or Buck, Bucko Bruce? I always like yours better. I I, would, I hope. Are they wearing these tonight, the creamsicles? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's doing the throwback, so maybe I don't know when their throwback are. But that their throwback uniforms are her. I mean, every, people you like them. I don't like their the creamsicle unis are horrific. You don't like them? No, I like these color uniforms. I like your emblem. I like this color. Oh my goodness! That I like pewter. I like they call like that pewter on your pewter. bill. Uh-huh. Pewter. Yes, I like I like this color scheme. Your logo. This color scheme. We'll let the chat decide. We just got an influx of people. I guess Pat's done. He must have signed <laughs> off. It's unbelievable. Thank you for coming over. If you came over from, you know, Pat's show or wherever you're at, lunchtime, maybe on the West Coast, you like Pete Ralt's Buccaneer or my Buccaneer? This is old school, new school. Put it in a chat, whatever you like. Um, I vote for mine, this one. Not me personally. I just like the old – I like the logo. I don't like the uniforms. I don't like that full color on a jersey. Like this color of my I'm shirt. I'm wearing it tomorrow. If the Buccaneers win, I'm coming in full uh-huh. Buccaneer regalia. All right. There you go. Do yes. it up. Uh, all right. Alabama wins and covers. Do you put them back onto the table now as being a threat to make the playoffs? Oh, I mean, we got Mrs. Kinsig, Jessica watching Alabama now. We got a lot of people watching Alabama. He still can't throw the ball. No, no, because he outplayed Jackson Dart, got outplayed by Jalen Milrow. How did that happen? That's why that happened. I couldn't believe that game was right there for Ole Miss. It was right there. Their quarterback and their play calling. That was on Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Got deep pants on national TV by Nick Saban. Oh, here we go with the deep pants. He got embarrassed. <laughs> he got full. He got the boxers. He got all whoop, right down. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, Straight man. Great naked bottom like a mascot. They couldn't do nothing. Nick had him. Your point about Saban knowing something was accurate. Yeah, Saban. he knew. He knew Ole Miss wasn't going to score. He, he didn't even him. care how many points yeah. he scored. He, he knew, knew he had enough. 
He's like, this kid, he, he knew this kid's not. Oh, you froze. Come back. Snap, Jack, come back. Daddy yeah. back. P-Rock back. He back. Oh, whew. okay. And now I'm back. Uh, he knew that they couldn't move the ball. And Jackson Dart, I mean, they couldn't run the football. That offense was so predicated. And I, I thought they had to run the ball to win. And they tried it, and then they abandoned it. And the play calling was, I mean, what are you doing going north and going east and west on Alabama? What, what are you do doing? It. That was just Can't dumb. That was that was just dumb. Speaking of dumb, Notre Dame, I mean, what in oh. the world? How, how in the world do you only oh. have 10 players? Not just once, but twice. The, the two biggest plays of the game had 10, had 10 guys on the field. <sighs> and then the replay, I can't believe this. So I'm on plus three watching this game going, like, <laughs> all right. They scored 16, 14. I'm fine. I covered it. We're all good. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Game's not over. Why not? They want to see if they should be one second. And I'm like, does replay have minus three? I was like, does replay need a push? What are we doing? The clock hit triple zeros. What are we doing? This is like, we're, we're, we're like literally waiting to see when the clock ticks down to hit triple zeros as to when did he cross the official time? This is one thing about sports that I now need to figure this out. Who controls the official time? Been asking this question for maybe 35 years. Because somebody needs to explain to me exactly when the game is over and when the game is not. Because replay coming down to a split second, our, our thumbs take a split second to click. Yes, you know, game over, game stop, right? My thumbs go backwards. We can put a second back on the clock. Backwards. Really? You can put a second back on the clock. Guy on the field's the official time, is he which not? Which means which guy means on the field. Got the time. I guess so. So he that tells guy the guy up top, put the hey, time put back a, up, put a put second the, back on. This, yeah. So that guy's got minus three. Because <laughs> the game's over, 16-14. I, I mean, there's no point to kick the extra point. There's no point. But by putting the one second back on, now you're kicking the extra point. And now everybody pushes. But are you supposed to sit on it, just snap it and down it? Like, why risk getting it blocked and for two points to tie it? That's the only way they can tie the game. No, correct. Or or return the kickoff for a touchdown because you have one second right. left. So you have the Which then they kicked the ball out of bounds. That was that was that, wow. brilliant. They kicked the ball out of bounds. <laughs> that was brilliant. So now we got a shot at the hail mary thing. Right. So I don't understand. I don't understand nothing. None the of, whole way I, that game ended, I was like, that is so fishy. <laughs> I was like, the whole thing is so just not like, it should have been 16-14, game over, we're all good. But then Ohio State doesn't have a chance to push. And everybody who bet minus three, they all lost. <laughs> so like, put the uh, second back on, kick the extra point. Now it's three. Now everybody pushes and we're all good. Again, purely coincidental. Correct. Spread. It had nothing to so. do with it. Are people watching the show? I know. No, but I know, but you say it. We sit or do the show. People watch it. Then they go say that we said it. We didn't say that. We're not saying no, that. I'm making Nothing a joke. With the spread. Making a joke, but it was complete bullshit. That's fair. That we can say. First half of that game was three nothing. Mm. I fell asleep. You did? I, oh, I liked it. I liked oh, it. I thought I, it was really exciting. That was a really interesting game. I took a power. Well, I was engrossed in Penn State laying one on Iowa. Yeah. That was actually kind of fun. And we'll get to that in a second. You know, our, our sports group producer, Jack Jack, Brother Doug, a bunch of people that I know were up at Penn State with the parkas on, in the wet, in the Partying. rain, just having a good time watching the inability of Iowa to get a first down continue over and over and over. So I'll switch it back and forth. I had one screen on the Ohio State Notre Dame game and the other one on the Penn State Iowa game thinking, Man, under under is 
very much a possibility right here. Through the first quarter, I was still like under, 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 under. Took a quick power nap. Woke up at halftime and watched a lot of that second half. Notre Dame gave that game away. It did. If you have Notre Dame futures and stuff, man, sorry. Yeah, right. Because you, you were live. You were live. I agree. What did you make of Ryan Day going after Lou Holtz for what he said on Pat's show? Oh, I stopped in my tracks and tweeted it before anyone. I got them all. I scooped Shifty. I scooped them all. I literally watched it and went, Doop! rewind, clip it, post it. My Twitter went nuts. And then everyone else tweeted it. Is he serious, p Roll? Is he fucking serious? Like, it was a bit on the show. It was Ty, who does one of the best ever Lou Holtz imitations, talking to Lou Holtz, who's like 80-something. He's going, the disrespect, the this, the that. What? What are you doing? What's Trying to on? show this is what happens when you are actually a soft person and you want to act hard. It comes off as disingenuous as what Ryan Day said. Is that the right word? Soft and hard? What are we talking about here? Like what? Want to act yes. tough? Correct. Better. Soft and hard. Hardo is the word the kids like will use. You want to be a hardo? You can be a hardo if you want. Hardo? Yeah. Okay. This was as disingenuous and inauthentic of a moment for a college football coach that I've seen for a long time. Is it really Ohio against everybody? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, 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 like, what are you talking about? The glass. dumbest thing that was as dumb as going after Lou Holtz. So it's Ohio against the world. Oh, everybody. Motherfucker, what are you talking about? Talking Ohio about? against the world. What are you talking about exactly? Okay. Like, seriously. Oh. You against the world. Huh? Ohio. No one cares. Man. Like, people need to care about you enough to be against the world. Michigan oh. people care about you. Nobody else really does. Like, honestly, like, in, in the grand scheme of things, no one cares. Uh-oh. They just don't. We ain't never going to Ohio, huh? It's a, they, they just don't, okay? It, it, it's a myopic, Ohio-centric Columbus thing, clearly, that he's trying to galvanize. This is what Deion Sanders has done, mm. okay? This is, why, this is why I put this, this up. Because Deion Sanders and now Dan Lanning and everything, like this has turned into before you didn't talk as a coach. The Bear Bryant methodology really ran deep. Act like you've been there before. Don't be surprised by success. You should expect success. Mm. You should act like you were always this good. So this should not be surprising to you when you are this good. Mm. Now, you don't just have to win. Now you got to talk about how you won. And now you got to go ahead and try to get a lot of attention because these college kids are all wanting to go play for Colorado. So Ryan Day just tried to get headlines by going after some 85-year-old guy because he said Ohio State wasn't tough. Wait, you think that's going to get kids to go there? He's I trying to. Yeah, Ryan I Day's trying to be, he wanted to be a thing on social media. That was a social media thing. He was trying, that was orchestrated. He planned to do that. Right before he did it, he said, hey, watch this. He did? 
He said, hey, watch this to the person that was off camera. And then Catherine Tappan said, hey, Ryan, and started the question. And he went off right there. And he did that whole thing. And I'm yeah. like, that was all orchestrated. It was all planned. And it wasn't good. It's nope. Listen, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's it's becoming a character. It is what it is. But can you do it well or not? Is it who you are? And it's not who Ryan Day is. I don't know who Ryan Day is. He he, he, he got the darkest I mean, I, I beard ever. He, I don't think he knows who Ryan Day is. That's a problem. I don't think Ryan Day who knows who Ryan Day is. That's a problem. You got to be. If you're gonna go after someone like that, like, did it really bother you? Did, did Lou Holtz's comments on the Pat McAfee show really bother you to that point where you have to go and Catherine Tappan's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like you're yelling into the microphone. He's like, oh, oh, I'll get my breath. Hold on. Like he was so worked up. He was like a kid going to fight for the first time in fifth grade. His heart's yeah. pounding. Like, doo, 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 doo. It's, 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 listen, that was a hell of a comeback. Yes. And they had to get the, the one yard on the last play of the game. They win at Notre Dame in a game that they probably weren't going to win. Like that was, they, they, they weren't winning until that play trailed the whole game. Very emotional. Take a deep breath. Thank the kids. Gather yourself. Pump the kids. Talking down at someone at that moment says all I need to know. All you need to do is lift up at that point. Lift up and say, kids did it. They were amazing. Don't talk about anybody else. Do your thing. Like, that's what's going on right now. And it's interesting because... A lot of guys are doing it. They didn't really talk about stuff before. I don't know. I used to say it to the kids when I coached them. This is the way I played sports. I didn't care what the other team was doing. I knew what they were doing, but I didn't have to talk about it. We're going to be us. We're going to be us. If that's not good enough, we're going to lose. That's fine. If it's good enough, we're going to win. Now, I, I just thought I was like, man, one, we, I, I guess we are – our sponsorship to go to Ohio state for the Ohio state Penn state game is probably canceled after that little tirade that we just both went on, but that's fine. I've been there before. I don't, I hope Penn state kicks Ohio state's ass in a few weeks. I really, that's do. what I said. I, I tweeted that. I said, okay. I said, hopefully Penn state and Michigan take care of business. And then we're not talking about Ohio state anymore. Cause that's what Oregon did. Oregon took care of Colorado. Ooh. To, uh, 42 to six. That was um, a good last second decision by me. I was on 45 and a half, 45 and a half. And I went, man, what if they stopped scoring? And they yeah. did. And yeah. I just said, I'm going to lay the 21 points. I'm not going to play around with actually. I was going to be. I froze again. Let's got to get that. There we go. There you uh, go. So go I was going to bet wrong. Was, what? I was going to bet under Colorado team total. Yes. Or I was going to bet over for the game. Yes. I am, and I finally just came down to what is the most log logical thing. Colorado was going to get depanced, turned over, and spanked. And that's exactly what happened in that game. Wow, the whole thing. Yes, embarrassed. Buffaloes fall out of the top twenty-five today in the AP rankings, and they are no longer the talk of college football. But what do you make of the money coming in on Colorado against USC? They're at home next week. But you got to find that number. I mean, Travis Hunter's not playing. Do you do you want Colorado without Travis Hunter? No. I mean, I'm let it go down as far as it can go. I'm taking USC. 
That's fine, but do you understand what USC's defense is like? About a total 73 and a half. I do Late night Saturday, I mean, did you see after all those games, Arizona State was scoring a lot of points yeah. against USC? Doesn't I don't work. know if Arizona State's good or not. Uh, I don't know if I'm really all that worried about it. I mean, USC. They um, might get 100 in that game. Who? USC, USC and Colorado? No, combined, they may get triple digits. I don't know. USC I mean, does not look like they have much interest in playing defense. So USC is three and one to the over on the year. So USC, far. here, I got it right here. USC is 220 points this season. That's the most through four games in school history. Given up or scored? Scored. They're lighting up the scoreboard. Right. And so you think they're stopping at Colorado? No. So how many points is Colorado going to score? 30? Lose the game 60 to 30. That's 90 points. Total 73 and a half. Holy cow. Different game. Pac-12 different. Everything's different. Everything's different. Pac-12 has got the best quarterback grouping in the country. It's not even close. Washington. Penix, pretty good. Washington. Washington State. Washington, Washington State, right. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon State, USC. It's good. <laughs> it's mean, pretty good. They've got five, six quarterbacks. Freshman quarterback at UCLA had a rough day. Mm-hmm. Utah's Utah. defense is phenomenal. No joke. I've seen a bunch of people already taking on the Friday night fading Utah. I don't think that's a smart play, personally. But uh, take Washington. Let's see who they playing over at Oregon State. Three-point dogs. Oregon State's a three-point favorite. Boy, we got a game on Friday night. We'll be on Sports Grid. Yeah, it's a big game. It's a, it's a great game. I my first my first blush is take Utah with that defense. I think they'll be able to stop the run with DJ, just like Alabama. Make DJ you throw, and it don't always work out well. Right, a kid throw, <laughs> so take yeah, away the still, run. Still a problem. Uh, Penn State. 31 nothing in the whiteout game. Nittany Lions passed the test. I'm on over nine and a half wins for Penn State. Mm-hmm. That was the bet. I made the bet going. The Iowa game is the game. They win the Iowa game. They can lose to both Michigan and they can lose to Ohio State. And still go 10 and 2. James Franklin just can't do what he's done in the past. When he steps on his own, you know what? Can't do that. Steps on his own. What? Tail. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> toe. Yeah. Steps on his so, toe. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know. I, I, James Franklin does it. Way he always has one game where you're like, "What, what the? just happened?" Not this year. Okay. Good. That's good. I think so because he got dogs and he got a quarterback. Now we got a quarterback at Penn State. You got a defense at Penn State's what you got. Pretty good too. Pretty I fun. Mean, it's it's 76 it's, total yards for the Hawkeyes. So I thought this would be fun to do, Dave. Let's let's do this. This is a nice little little comparison. This is the official stat sheet of the Iowa Penn State game. Uh, let's blow that up a little bit. All right, what am I looking at here? That's so what you're seeing is Iowa had a four. Iowa had four. Just focus on the Iowa stats here. Iowa had four first downs in the game, two passing and two running. They had 20 yards net rushing. 
On 17 attempts? On 17, that's 1.2 yards per carry. That's good math. Okay. They lost 27 yards rushing. Passing, 56 yards passing. They were 6 of 16. 3.5 yards per attempt. Total offense yardage, 76 yards to 397. They ran 33 offensive plays. Average 2.3 yards per play. (laughs) They lost six fumbles. Or they, or they fumbled six times fumbled and they lost times. four of them. Lost four. Look at the fucking punt yards, Dave. <laughs> 366. <laughs> That's one game. Seven punts for That's 366 yards. How in the Crap. mother of God does that happen in a college football game? That is a lot. 366 punting yards for Iowa. Okay. So. To wash that out of our mouths, here is what happened for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) The Miami Dolphins had 30 first downs, 30 versus four. The Miami Dolphins had 726 total yards. Crap. It was it was 726 to 76 in this game. 33 plays for Iowa, 71 plays for the Miami Dolphins. Under 60 yards passing for Iowa, 376 yards passing for Miami, 350 yards rushing for the Miami Dolphins what? in that game. Oh 350, 43 rush. They averaged 8.1 yards per rush. 8.1 yards per rush. How do you do that? Can you please fire your son, Kirk Ferentz? I always want to fire people because Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz should not be the offensive coordinator for Iowa. I don't care how many clauses you put in saying he has to average 25 points per game. He got shut out on the road at Penn state. No shame in that. I mean, but no shame in that. A lot of shame in that. Uh, There's a lot of shame in that. When you can't can't move the football, (laughs) when you can't do anything offensively, nothing, 350 plus yards in punting in a game. 366. 366. Which, thank you, CBW, that's averaging 52 yards a punt. That's pretty good. They got the punt thing down. (laughs) One thing for sure about Iowa, they got the punt thing down. Punter you. Congratulations. You got that covered. Going to the NFL. Whoever that punter is, he's going to the NFL, son. Wow. That's, uh, boy, their favorite this week. By eight. Home against Michigan State. How many are they going to score? Eight? Nine? I think they'll get double digits. (laughs) 10-3, final. Take the dog. (laughs) This is the week you want to take Michigan State? Can Iowa score? I don't know. I mean, they just got their first measuring stick as to where they are against the top three teams, top four teams in the conference, and they're woefully short. That's for sure. Woefully short. Oof. That's an eight ugly game. But eight and four Ferentz is going to deliver the bowl game like he's supposed to. <laughs> and all everybody would be like, yeah, keep eight and four Ferentz. Here we go. That's great. I, I got to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I really appreciate everybody from Iowa that watches the show, listens to the show, downloads the show, wherever you get podcasts and all that other stuff. Probably going to be the last bit of Iowa football that I'm going to watch this season. Like, oh, they're the done. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many, like, must more – 
appointment viewings that I'm going to have. Those black pants, though, looked awesome on a Saturday night with those white jerseys. Like, if they go, do they ever go black jersey, black pants in Iowa? Uh, I think there's a. Well, that's Bromel Camp. I think there's a big. There was a big conversation about that. Iowa fans want them to go all black. They've wanted. Oh, I, I think I'd sign off on that because those look damn good. And then the game started, and I was like, "Stop looking at the uniforms, man! I mean, they ain't gonna do nothing. It was just mm-hmm. one of the oh, bad, bad. Yeah, I, you know, they are now to keep me informed of what they're wearing the rest of the season because I don't think I'll be watching much more of that. Yeah, they're one in three now, right? Uh, Iowa State's one and three to the over. Yeah, one and three. What a game they had. Did you see their score? Iowa State scored the last game? Yeah, they scored. Oklahoma State's horrible, like I told you. Bad, bad. Holy crap. Oklahoma State's just, you know. What's up with them? Yeah, not not good. Not good at all. Okay, uh, last five minutes with you guys here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM. We'll get some baseball in. Rangers sweep the Mariners. We talked about this going in. Like, we both didn't think a sweep was going to happen, and a sweep happened. Rangers sweep the Mariners, take a two and a half game lead into the final week in the AL West. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Sometimes these, these positions, you play 155 games to play good the last week and you get in, you play bad the last week you get out. Um, Big weekend too. I mean, like they, they scored runs. It was, you know, a couple softball game scores Mm -hmm. over, 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 I think it's over. They're in. Texas is in. They're in. Okay. It's just the, the complete as the West, meltdown. As the West all winners? they got to do is go three games. They, they, I think they win three of – or if they win four, they're going to win a division. Mm-hmm. I think if they, if they win four, they win a division. Three games may end up in a tie for the division, I mean, but they have to play that one game to see who's the division and who's the wild card. Sweep the Angels in this series and it's over. Well, now the Mariners are what must playing win the, every game almost. They're playing, the, they're playing the Astros. Hold on. Orioles took the last two from the Guardians. They're up two and a half games on the race. Yeah. So the, if the Rangers win the West, who wins the East? This is the battle for the one seed. Yes. I don't, I mean, I was with Towers over the weekend down at down at Circa. I, he pitched for the Orioles. He won't even let himself believe it. I'll wow. look for Kevin. Kevin's already cashing his ticket on them to, to uh, you know, win over their season wins. Mm-hmm. He's got, got a division. That. He's got a penance. You know, they might win 100 games. I mean, they're on pace to win 100. If they win a couple of games this week, 100 wins for the Orioles. That's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I think the I think the Orioles are, are, are right there. I didn't even look. Who do they play today? Oh, uh, let me see. Hold on. I didn't look at the baseball. Uh, they're off today. Play four oh, games. Play okay. four games today. Right. White Sox, Arizona postponed because the Arizona is playing the Yankees to finish out that stretch. Uh, the Orioles have three, three. Arizona's at three, three, top eight. Washington. Arizona. <laughs> Orioles, right. Yeah. They get Washington at home. At home, mm-hmm. they're minus two forty in one place on advanced lumber. Put the Orioles in as that one seed, baby. Yeah, Orioles, uh, and then they play. They play two against Washington, four against the Red Sox at home. For them, so okay. So the Orioles win the East, Rangers win the West. I agree on both. Astros, Mariners, Houston well, up by I half a game. Yet if, I don't know. 
you you ready to just give the the Rangers the division? I asked Rangers are in the playoffs. Are they? They win. The, if they don't win the division, they might not miss the maybe the playoffs. That's on the table. It is on the table. So I mean, they need to win the division. Well, is it the other team that doesn't win the division? One of them getting in the wild card. One of them, but in what way? And how is it? How does it factor in? I mean, well, they the lose. Go the Rangers down. lose. The Rangers lose to the Angels. Right. And somebody sweeps. It's up to the Rangers and whoever else is. It's Rangers, Astros, Rangers, Mariners, depending on who is going to battle it out for that last wild card spot. Can't believe the Astros go with an opportunity to take two or three from the Royals and JC from Casey's Royals go and sweep. I told you that last week. He cut the sweep. I mean, you could lose one. You can't lose all three. He went and pulled the clip for us and put it out. I know he cut the clip when I said it. I said this is what they do. They love to play spoiler. This is what the Royals are all about. They they relish that role. It's unbelievable. They did it. Huge role for them. So that and then. So you ready to put Houston out? Uh, no, I have no idea what happens in that series. I thought about betting that game and I'm like, I have no idea. It's seven. The the total seven tonight. It's Verlander events Castillo. It's a playoff game. I I just, you want to watch playoff baseball tonight. If you don't want to watch football playoff baseball is Astros Mariners tonight. Playoffs begin tonight. Well, you got, you got gray Texas pitching at the angels. They're minus one eighty. over. Oh, that totals nine and a half. I bet nine. nine I bet nine. Okay. Um, okay. Houston and Seattle. It's Sandoval. It's, That's a it's, monster. It's Sandoval. They're going to score 100 on Sandoval. They are. Everything's coming together for them right now offensively. Yeah. Rangers are going to. Snell's pitching tonight to, to clinch the, the – the, he already won the side. I don't know yeah, why we're still talking yeah, about it. It's over. San Diego and San Francisco are playing out the string, right, in the National League? Yeah, they're not listed here on your, on your, on your graphic. San Diego, they're not San Diego or not San Francisco. This? It says D-backs, Marlins, yeah. Cubs. That's who's available. That's who's live. Thank you. Nobody else is live, but those three or the Reds might be. They're five games out. Do we need to finish this in BVB, BVB bonus time? Yeah, I think we do. Okay. For you guys who are live on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. We got better to book it and we got the super chat still to come before we let you guys go. But if you are listening on SiriusXM or if you guys are watching the show on Sports Grid, we will be back tomorrow. Same place, same time. The rest of you, time for bonus. All right. Just to put a finished touch on this Diamondbacks, Marlins, Cubs, two losses. Separated by two losses for second and third for the wild card spot. It's gonna be fantastic. The last week is gonna be so good. And today it's only four games. It really gets right. going. Everybody tomorrow. catches their breath. Everybody yeah, tomorrow is breath. Like, <gasps> let's go. <laughs> yeah, and you got uh, Diamondbacks at the White Sox, who I mean, four three now bases loaded two outs four three Diamondbacks leading the Yankees. They're, oh, they're playing the Yankees today, but they're at the White right Sox. Now. Yep, after today. But the big win for the D-backs if they get that win. If they get that win here today, uh, from a wild card standing standpoint, they will they will now be up by a full game on the Cubs and the Marlins. Cubs go well, to the no, Braves sorry, half tomorrow. a game. It'll be, it'll be half a game on the Cubs. It'll be a full game, a whole game and a half on the Marlins. On the right, Cubs go to the Braves. Oh, God. And guess who Miami's playing? We did it before. The Mets? 
Miami goes to the Mets. Beautiful. Mets are dead. Lost four in a row. Wow. Cubs in? No. Cubs not in. Marlins make it. Marlins D-backs. Marlins D-backs. And I don't and I don't think the Reds are there, personally. I don't think the Reds are, are, are in. Um, one yeah, quick did one. Did you see the Pirate game Saturday? Why would I have? The Reds led 9-0. Okay. The Pirates came back. was the biggest comeback in the Pirates' history. Did they win? 13-12. to 12, The Pirates won. Wow. Reds are dead. They were 0 and 819. Oh my God. In their history. Wow. Trailing by nine runs in a baseball game. They never won. I fucking love baseball because something like that can happen. Of course. It's never, never happened, happened before. In a yep. hundred years, you could go to a game and see something that's never been done before. That was going to be my favorite thing about today. I'm going to have to come up with something else because that was my favorite thing about the weekend. I was so excited. I was Good like, though. God, this is awesome. Uh, before better to book it, one quick one. Yep. Any value in betting preseason hockey? Every oh, game yesterday, God. every game yesterday had five goals or more. One game was 10 nothing. Another yeah. game was 7 nothing. Yeah. Anybody bet? I mean, we always talk about preseason football and the pros love to come in and talk about preseason football and, hey, you can make your money. I make my bankroll in preseason football, blah, blah, blah. Anybody do that with hockey in the preseason? (sighs) I mean, I love hockey. I love watching it. I love booking it. But it seems like nobody wants to play any defense. They don't care. (laughs) Just bet the over. Preseason hockey betting is not even a blip on the blip of the blip on the radar screen. For the like book on a Sunday for in the, the NFL, yeah. But like, so is that worth? Is that why you should bet it? Well, the first day you should have yesterday. Yes, all the games went over. I, how are teams it's already play- two nothing Florida in the second in uh, right. end of second? So this, so that game might go under. Oh, they're they're playing two games today. This Florida National split squad. There's the split hell? squad <laughs> NHL preseason games now. I have no idea what's going on. What the? I saw the scores. Yes, yeah, Seattle Calgary's playing two games today too. Split wow. squad. Yes, yeah, split squad. Huh? I, but I, but I still, I still but the VG, to get but, but, skating back okay, in but order. Vegas plays. Vegas plays Colorado on the NHL Network tonight. Yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a that's a that's a good game. It's preseason. Bet the over. Listen, find something else to do. <laughs> Why not? You can do that. I would believe me, there's books that would love to take the action. Let me see. Circa Circa has Circa has six. Vegas, Colorado, six tonight. Send it through. Because you you you'll send <laughs> JYD's radar off. Like, who's betting this? There'll be less than I would say total bets on a preseason hockey game at Circa is under 10. Total. Side, total, anything. Everyone's at six. Couple yeah. books down south that are already juicing it to the under. Right. Circa's juicing it to the over, minus one twenty. Probably because people are betting it over here in town. Wow. You have Circa, the South Point, and the Superbook. Three books here: DraftKings, Caesars, WinBet. Everybody else, no line whatsoever. But here, we're taking action. I love about this. Playing preseason hockey in Australia. That's where the Ducks are playing. The Tonight? Ducks are playing the games in Australia. Really? Yeah. That's I where they, 
they played the games. Yeah, it's 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 Ducks Coyotes, I think, right? That's who that's who played. So, okay. What yeah. Yeah, take got, take got, your word for it. Guys in the chat, James H just came in and said the Ducks played it three one game in Australia, so their game went under. I believe it was against the Coyotes. I don't know how to. What day was that? Was, was that Saturday? Three nothing Panthers right now. Yeah. Uh, the games yesterday. Um, they were not in Australia. How about the game Saturday? Game Saturday were oh, there. It is three two in Melbourne, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Kings Coyotes. Kings Coyotes. Kings, Kings Coyotes. Coyotes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Saturday's games were three two five one three two. So they went, but it was still five though. I mean, every every game had five, five or six. And now in yesterday, every game, three, two, four, three, three, two, four, three, three, nothing Bruins. There's one that went under seven, nothing two one. There's another one, seven, three, five, three, two, 10, nothing five, two. Like almost every game had five or more. Yeah. Good luck. Offense, 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 offense. Windows offense. are open. Fire away. <laughs> I love it. Like it. Preseason hockey. Let's go. Better to book a time. I am same shit out of me there. Game teaser. It was not even loud. Same game teaser. I am taking Tampa up to 11, total 51 to the under. Better to book it. Are you are you still perfect on this? Mm-hmm. And I think I've oh, on same game. The, you book, book all it every time. Oh, let's you, keep the streak alive. I'll book I'll them. say book it. <laughs> Although I like this one. I like the last one. I yeah. said that you had the right side. This is, this is probably, this is probably the winner. Um, under, the thing that gets you here is the Tampa plus eleven. I don't think the total gets you. I think Tampa loses by thirteen or something, something silly. Maybe it's you possible. Know? I don't know. I, I think Tampa's live. I, I think Tampa's going to score. I, I think I think Philly's going to have some trouble tonight. I think Baker finally turns the ball over a couple times, but. The Eagles may turn it over right back, and it may come down to the last possession or two. I think you'll need a drive late to cover. Like okay. there might be, you know, Tampa will be down 14 or 13, and they'll have to score. You know, I might have to sweat this side by. Okay. Rand plus two. No, I know it's three. I bet it last night. I booked this one. This is, I like Bengals. With if Burrow plays or with, when Burrow doesn't play at all, still like it. Uh yeah, really like Jake Browning. I'm Ooh, good with baby. It. Wow, Minshew did it yesterday. Browning Jake Browning's not Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew what? was was a borderline starting quarterback in this league. How do we know who Jake Browning is? He's I know who he is. He's late twenties. He's never played in the game. He's not good. Oh, Jake Browning's not good. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna try to run the football, and you're gonna see the Rams stack the line and make mm-hmm. them throw. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. I think the Bengals win the game. That's all. I like with, the cross with Jake Browning. I think the Bengals win the game. I don't. No, no. I think Burrow's going to try to play. Maybe yes, he is. You yes. know, Burrow's hopefully he's play. not as hard as I, I, I want Burrow to play personally. I think it's a better bet when Burrow is playing. I, I actually like Burrow playing. Better he's bet on the Rams if Burrow yeah. plays. Mm-hmm. He's going to be massively limited. He's not going to be himself. He'll make a play or two, but he'll be a sitting duck. He won't move, and he's a known commodity. 
Jake Browning's unknown. No, we don't know what the kid is. Why'd you take plus two when plus three is widely available? Because I bet overnight. These are my bets. I bet last night. It wasn't three. It was two. It was going down last night. It was one and a half last night. Hmm. Just came this just the buyback this morning with the news report that Joe Burrow is trying to play. Uh, these these reporters, everybody means well, and I'm not besmirching anybody, but like, what are they expected to say today? He's either playing or he's not. Otherwise, what? Yes, he's going to try to play tonight. Thank you. Like, do you charge a subscription for that information? <laughs> Just wondering. Seems like I don't. I, I need better than that. If I'm otherwise, I'll just watch the line and I'll know. So line went down seven and a half to, to one and a half. And now it's back up to three. What's that tell you that he's playing? I don't know. <sighs> when do they, ha- they have to submit it by four o'clock Eastern. So Eastern, I think it's just coming up here in 15, 15 minutes. minutes. We're recording, so yeah, we'll watch the number then. But although we've seen it last year where they say one thing and then he comes out in pregame and either gets hurt, re-aggravates it, or they say he's questionable. He's probably, you know, maybe not going to start. And he, he dresses, doesn't play. It, right. Test it in pregame and they go, oh, he's playing. Boom. Line goes right back up. I don't know how much higher it's going to go. That's the thing because they already got to three. That's the first number. What are they going to do? Blow up the four, four and a half? It's not going up to seven because we don't know how healthy he is. So. I like the Good luck with two. Rangers, Angels over nine. Yes, bet this. Only, yes. Baseball, only baseball play of the day, but I think Texas you know, Sandoval on the mound. Team total if you, over. If you want the numbers, Gray's, Gray's been giving up runs. Here are the numbers. Gray's oh, with a 361 road ERA, 3 3 and 5 earned runs given up on the road last three starts. Sandoval's got a 4.66 ERA at home. He has uh, the last three games he has pitched at home. The final scores have been 10 3, 18 4, and 8 to 3. 18 to 4? Yeah. And the three games played in LA between the Rangers and the Angels have had totals of 9, 11, and 24 runs scored in them. <laughs> Rangers Over. hitting that. They hit in that ballpark. Okay. Uh, super chat questions from D Stout 19. Dave and Matt keep delivering great content. All I want is a BV hat, BVB hat, please. Dave's week. Done. This need week. to get better at answering. Sorry, Will. Your fucking DMs. Keep up the great work. <laughs> it was a busy week, D Stout. Damn it. I didn't even know what day it was yesterday. I was so confused. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Betty Broncos performance was disrespectful to football. We agree. Crunchy Beaver came in overreaction Monday. I think there's a lot of room on that Colorado bandwagon today. Last week it was Rams 49ers. This week it's Ohio State Notre Dame. Next week it'll be another game. Different Bama, same old Ole Miss. You owe me a hat, Matt. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. I owe my hat. Uh, Bears and Broncos are terrible. Reality checking week three in the NFL. Write that down for next year. Cardinals are now on a 10-0 ATS run against the NFC East. And lastly, same old Cowboys. That's interesting. Uh, Dave Daly picks says, I teased the Rams up, but also took Cincy minus three. They believe in their backup. They had time to get someone else. That's a, I mean, who believes in their backup? Zach Taylor believes in their backup? Okay, that's fine. You want to trust Zach Taylor? I've sat in press conferences and heard him talk. No thanks. Listen, man, sometimes believing in the backup doesn't work. Look what the Jets did. They traded away Mike White. Who played and, for the Dolphins yesterday. And, right? Looked pretty good doing it. 
Man, oh man. So like I don't know about that. I I don't know. I don't know who believes in who. Jake we Browning, no thanks. Guys we got. That's yeah. it. Thank you. If it's Jake Browning the whole game, thank you very much. I like the Rams. Favorite thing about today is what? Oh got some friends in town. Mm. We're gonna try to run and meet him right now mm. after the show. I gotta go find Z before you or we just go back to Shaw. No, you got a class today. So right? saying, was, uh, you said we. I was like, what do you mean we? I was like, we? I was like, am, I, am I involved in this? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> some, the kid wants to have a conversation about something. I know. Other I, stuff. Can, I can meet. If he comes out to us, I can meet him. I mean, I don't know That's where fine. you want, where, where you're meeting him or not. I don't know where yet either. I'm I'm coming, I mean, I'm going down there for the for class. So, I mean, I'm, right. I can go early. Right. Um, but it was a fun weekend. Got to visit with a couple people. Took a picture with Pony. Hung out with him nice. down at Circa. Uh, Andrew Filipponi from does he travel seven. always with the team? Oh, he just came no. into his Vegas, and he got hooked up with some people that we know, friends of ours, who you know they did the show from Stadium Swim. Ah, okay. So very that cool. was Smart. that worked out very well. Nice. Yeah, some guys from from some other stations are in town. I'm going to try to catch them before they leave. Some of them left last night on that red eye. Um, that had to land in Kansas City. That was the Steelers team, though. That wasn't yeah. the, a team well, plane. Someone was right. A couple of them may have been on that team plane. Oh, damn. But, okay. uh, yeah, they're home now. Um, but my favorite thing about today is that I got to see the team that I grew up watching play football in the city that I live now Something in special. a stadium. I never would have guessed it in my life. I never would have guessed that would have cool. happened in my life. And I went. The guy only had one ticket, so I went by myself. I'm riding down with the woman, two women sitting next to me, and they're talking. And one is the goddaughter of the Did one. You take the bus? Took the bus. Oh, no. Dollar down, a dollar back. It was just, good. just a great deal. Um, This woman is talking. She's never been to a football game before in her life. Her husband, who has since passed in the past six months, oh. favorite team was the Steelers. Nice. So the goddaughter bought them two tickets. The goddaughter's a Raiders fan. She was representing the Steelers stuff. And they're talking. She'd never been on a bus before in her life. She's sitting wow. next to me, amazed at the bus, like happy. We're driving down to the strip and she's wearing Steelers stuff. Between you and I, she had the worst perfume on ever. <laughs> her eyes were watering. And I was like, please, this has to stop. Like, I can't take, like, Thank goodness we got there quick, but she's talking and she goes, so are you a Steeler fan? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, and she tells me the whole story. And I'm like, wow, Steelers aren't losing. Like this is this, this, this is this, this one of those stories. Like my husband just passed and, and I've never been to a football game before. This was his favorite team. Do they have a chance? And I'm like, did I have a chance? Yeah. It, it's, it's the, the odds say they, it's a pick em game. And the goddaughter was like, yeah, but the Raiders are at home and they're better. And I'm like, everybody's got action. Like everybody's got an opinion. And this is one of those reminders. Like, I don't care how many units you bet. I don't care whether you bet it or not or at all. Enjoy the games for the games. Enjoy the show for the show. That's my favorite thing about today. Amen to that. That's phenomenal. Um, my favorite thing about today is that, well, it's not my favorite thing, but I really, if you guys have used us for the brigade proxy service, 
I think it's really cool that we're able to keep in touch with you guys and have a connection to a lot of you guys and like see your picks coming in and talk to you about your picks. And just like, it's been a really neat extension that the show, it feels like the show on Saturday mornings, even though we're not on the air, I feel like we're still with our brigade because we're yeah. watching all the brigade picks come in. We're watching who's playing what we know. Yeah. A couple of you guys had a really good week. A couple of you guys are really high up in the circa million contest, which is pretty damn cool that, you know, sitting right there at the potential to win the first quarter poll, which is a hundred thousand dollars plus, which is, which is always the goal of this thing is to, if you win a quarter poll, it's great to win the circa million. Okay. Don't get me wrong. It'd be amazing to win a million dollars, but realistically you have a better shot of getting super hot for four weeks and winning a quarter poll than you do winning the entire thing. So it's very, I just think it's neat when we have a chance to get together and kind of watch and see who's doing what. And then after the, and after something happens on Monday morning, we can come up and go like, okay, what did everybody go? And we can take a look at it. And it's like, Ooh, okay. People are, are live. So yeah. that's my, my favorite thing about today is that like, it's neat to see you guys. And if you guys are, have used us in the proxy service, we thank you for the business and hopefully things are going well for you. I know a lot of you guys got whacked. Survivor was tough. Man, <laughs> like, oh man, what a bummer. Was, was tough <laughs> for a lot of you on that. And you weren't alone. I mean, you know, that's an insane number of people got knocked out. 3,000 yeah. of them got knocked out. Yep. Uh, it's not not expected, but brutal carnage week three of, of the NFL. So if you have not hit the like button, subscribe button, please do that. Please. Thank you for the super chats. We appreciate each and every one of you guys for Thanks, doing Spencer. that. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Jeffrey Benson from Circus Sports for coming on and being a part of the program. Tuesday, tomorrow, Matt and Dave back then here for BVB.